Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. Episode 154 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It is hosted by two guys I've never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. Happy Labor Day weekend. It's Saturday. What is today? The August 31st, the last day of August? I believe is it is. Right? Yes. Okay. yes. Summer it, it is, is over, just like that. Well, the unofficial end of summer, I suppose. School yeah. started for some. Yeah, I'm cringing as you're saying that because I, I, I'm yeah, I'm just not ready for it to be over. I, I'm I'm a summer guy. I like summer, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so the uh, the the uh, Labor Day I think was originally it didn't have something to do with labor unions when they set that up. So you know you're supposed to be having a picnic I think with your with your union brothers, John. Are you are you planning no, that? No, no, I'm not doing that. I want to look it up. I don't know what Labor Day the Labor Day history. By the way, what's going on over there at uh, Casa de Flynn? Casa de Flynn, there might be some some noise uh, you might hear popping in here occasionally. I've got uh, there's a couple grandkids here uh, that uh, are hanging out for the for the day, and uh, it's close to nap time. So I'm getting getting a little warmery. Getting it's a little warmery. It's close to nap time for me as well. Kelly, we're not young, are we? No, no. I was just, I was thinking about that. I was reading this article, you know, and, and it was, uh, it was basically saying that once you hit, uh, it was, I think it was about right around age forty, that um, realistically everything goes downhill from there. There, there's no improvement, is what this article was trying to say. Oh shit! Yeah, my boobs have been sagging uh, recently. I'm forty-seven, <laughs> almost forty. What happens at fifty? And the, the rest of it sags. So, you know, it starts with the boobs and goes south. It goes right down to the yeah. ooh. Yeah. Then you've seen the old guys at the gym. You know, oh, I try not to go to the gym, and I especially don't look <laughs> south at an old guy, um, except when I'm in the, looking in the mirror. Uh, that's why I avoid full-length yeah. body mirrors. Yeah. When, when I'm in the sauna, when the guys walk into the sauna, and there's always three or four of those guys that just, you know, most, most people come into the sauna, they're not full-on naked. They're all out. Yeah, these guys yeah, are just, yeah. Yeah, there's these old guys that just, they, they walk in, and they, they're just, they... they just How, like, yeah. You walk into the sauna and you have that song by Accept, Balls to the Walls, just in your head, you know? It's like, or ACDC, Big Balls. Ballroom Notoriety. Yeah, Ballroom Blitz. Any any song yeah, with balls yeah. is just right yeah, there, and you're trying right. to divert your attention to anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's a stain on the wall. I'm just going to try to stare at that so I don't have to see this guy's balls. <laughs> it probably came from that guy's balls. That's the only thing. Don't look at the stain. The stain's too high up. There's no way this guy could have ever right. hit could have ever hit that so yeah, maybe that's it, one of the guy's skills you know? yeah so so i john i was thinking i i had this i had this revelation since it seems like a long time since we last spoke uh, it's, it's been a, a week and uh, you know, we were doing the uh, every two weeks kind of th- every two every two right. a week kind of thing for a while there so it was it was more of a uh, you know a, a regularity type thing and uh so I, i've had more time to, to put some some thoughts together so i was thinking about the fact that um uh, the last time you and i talked you you were, you were talking about you uh, dumping some social media, which I think for anybody is a good idea. And uh, and you'd, you'd you'd been mentioning lately some stuff about meditation and trying to you know get some things right. And yeah. and you'd also mentioned the fact that you're you're in this uh, sort of uh, sounded like a, a relationship that's that's yes a burgeoning. Is burgeoning it? relationship it's going sure. well and uh, I, I was gonna say hot and heavy but then 
but but you also have mentioned the fact that uh, it's uh, you've got this heavy workload going on right now. You're working you know 70, 80 hours a week, That's and right. so um, you know you're not really seeing anybody so much except for the the union brethren uh, at work Correct. for eight, 80 hours. Sure. And, you know, not a lot of sleep, a lot of work. Uh, you, so, you, so the relationship, therefore, I realize is is it's uh, you, you, you mentioned it was it's kind of a long distance thing. She's mm-hmm. she's a, you it's, know it's, a lot of it is virtual and mostly texting back and forth. We talk every now and again. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and and I was I was I was thinking about that. And I thought maybe uh, in in this is kind of along the the, the lines of like the, this like the Tim Ferriss book where he talks about the four hour work week and the four hour this and the four hour that. And it occurred to me. That your your whole thing is is it's kind of like a four hour you've you've got like a four hour window, a four hour relationship yeah. that you've got going on, and I'm just wondering if maybe there isn't a book opportunity there, the four hour relationship. Well, I, I've been working on it in my head. I didn't have a title for it. You're really good at the marketing and the titling and all that stuff. So I mean, I definitely will have to consult you. But uh, it's uh, I, I have been thinking about this where this is going to go, my maturity, my lack of maturity, uh, the amount of time I have. Um, before, you know, for those who don't know, and you should know just by listening to the show, that Colin and I don't do any prep. We just turn on the microphones and we just start talking. So I really don't have a sense of where Colin's going to go, and he especially doesn't know where I'm going to go. Uh, you know, so he's got to be careful because if he wants to talk, he can't just let me go. Um, you know, so I, guess, I don't know. I, I, it's promising. It's challenging, uh, it's hopeful, it's scary, and there's not in addition to my work schedule, she has her work schedule where she's a manager at a retail store, so she's very busy, and managers have to open or close, and so she's either opening or closing. Fortunately, it's not late hours for her, and but again, like you said, she's two hours away. At minimum two hours away. I haven't mm-hmm. even Googled how long it's going to take me to get to her right now. So I should also point out that I'm in the house right now. I'm not in the pool house. I'm in the basement of my ex-wife's house. Okay. And the reason I'm down here is because Kylie has a party. I'll get back to this book opportunity. Um, Kylie's having a party. And it's uh, she's got six girls over. She's throwing. She threw a surprise party for her friend Olivia. Olivia was born and raised on Staten Island. That's where I stayed during the week. That's where I grew up. Now, two girls show up from Staten Island. These are two of her Staten Island friends. So you know how it is these days. Kylie and her friends found these two friends on social media, and invited them. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows if she got it, they got it right. I mean, I, hopefully they're genuinely good friends because she hasn't met these kids. One girl shows up. I ask him where they go to high school because I grew up on Staten Island. One of them says she goes to LaGuardia. LaGuardia is um, the school what fame is based on. So she goes in the city for dance. Cool. The other one goes to this other public high school, not the high school I went to. And I looked at her and she looked real familiar, right? And now that's weird that I would think, like, I shouldn't know a 15-year-old girl on Staten Island. She shouldn't look familiar to me, right? Because I have no scenario where I would know unless they were a relative. And so I said, where where did your dad Where'd your dad grow up? She says, Dungan Hills. I said, what street? She didn't know. Like, I recognized this girl. Like, she looked just like someone I knew. 
And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, the population of Staten Island is like 400,000 people, right? Let's just say about 50,000 of those are teenage girls, right? Who knows? I don't know the number. And here's this girl standing in the pool house, and she's just looking at me weird. Like, who's this weird dad talking to me? Why did he come from upstairs down a spiral staircase? Like, she was just there, and then some old man comes down the stairs. And so I, I said, um, what, what's your dad's name? She said, Joe. I said, oh. Well, guess what? Joey. I said, I know your dad's birthday, April 6th. It's the day before my mom's. It's Joey, right? She, her dad grew up in the house next to me. Oh, wow, that's weird. She grew up in the house next to me. It was like, what the fuck? Small like, world. Shit. And so I was just like, my head almost exploded. So I'm like, I just saw your aunt. Like, and I just turned off Facebook. You did about my social media. I just turned off Facebook, so I can't even let... I, mean, I could probably, I think I still have Messenger on. Her mom literally dropped her off. And I, t I went inside and I told Andrea, I said, Andrea, my ex-wife, I said, hey, one of the girls that's here is, is, remember my neighbor, Joey? She said, oh, yeah, we were at their wedding. Not not the girls, the dad, the, her dad, yeah, and yeah, mom's yeah. wedding. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. We were. I forgot. I didn't, I knew that they got married before Andrea and I did, but I didn't remember when they got married and I didn't remember if Andrea mm -hmm. and I were dating at the time. And then she said, oh, yeah, and when we got married, um, we went to her dad's house, and he was like our personal trainer for one day. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, I totally, he's not on Facebook. Wow. His wife weird. is on Facebook. I don't interact with her wife and the algorithm of Facebook. I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, that's that's kind of just, like, I, that when that stuff happens, I don't even understand. You know? That is weird. The, the only thing weirder would be, like, if the doorbell rings right now, and you go to answer it, and there's some little girl there with big hoop earrings, and she goes, hi, I'm Carmi, Carmi Coogan. Do you do you know my dad? <laughs> be like, I'm Carmi Coogan. She's like, my my dad. For those of you who don't know, I don't know the. I should have like a reference for a. Yes, like that. Kenny back. Coogan was the uh, was the kid <laughs> in the third grade, second or third grade. That when I drew a picture of Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Jakak, uh, he and I, with a really long arm doing a sky hook that appeared like it was coming out of his shorts. He wrote on my artwork, my crayon artwork, Kareem Abdul Jakak. Now I wonder if he spelled Kareem. And Abdul correctly, <laughs> and then with it, I wonder if he did J apostrophe or J A apostrophe cock Jakak. I'm surprised that's not a hip hop artist right now, Jakak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, Kenny Coogan. Yeah, so I, I do want to find some people. I'm, you know, the one reason that I didn't want to turn off Facebook is I have my uh, 30 year high school reunion coming up in November. So that's the reason that I still have Facebook Messenger on, and I don't have. Um, I didn't completely delete Facebook. I deactivated it. Because all you have to do to, to activate it again is log in. <laughs> and then boom, it's right back Yeah, on. yeah. So it's like it's not really – I really want to delete it completely. I deleted um, – I, I dumped our, our Reddit account this week the, for, the, for the show. I dumped oh, it. Good, good. Just yeah, because I was – Yeah. Yeah, what's the point? And I and was, I was on there – well, I, I was starting to comment things, and I realized these were comments that should be more directed from coming from me, or actually, if like everybody else on Reddit, it would be uh, some anonymous person with uh, no name, uh, no uh, you know, no means by which for anybody to ever realize who this actually is. Just some anonymous person um, that leaves uh, either uh, some sort of a comment that's uh, you know 
uh, disagrees with somebody or, or or calls somebody out for some fake bullshit or or whatever it's very passive aggressive the, the whole reddit thing sure well if um once we finish recording uh just stick around for a minute i and remind me i have an idea of uh for us to do something with the un- unbecoming of age account whether it's reddit 4chan i don't care what it is but i have an idea uh, especially but- leading into next year's election See, okay, so all I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it on here. I just want to okay. see what you think, and uh, it's just uh, the more I run into people I work with and some ideas, I, I I'm getting an idea that I think will be really stupid and really easy. I don't think it's going to benefit benefit us in any way, but it might might be amusing. Okay, I'm open. And, and I'm open there, to, and, yeah. and I think there may be some direction. All right, I'm open yeah. to ideas as long as we're not doing any sort of like uh, recruiting, not bringing any laws or recruiting any white supremacists. Pre- no, well, we will potentially we could get them engaged and riled up, not intentionally, but it could end up happening. So it's somebody, a, it, it's very simple idea. Somebody asked me this the other day, and, and we were just having a, a conversation about the the white nationalism thing, and, and I'm just gonna just jump right into it, the white racist thing. And uh, they they asked me this. It was it was another white person asking me this, so um, I take it with a grain of salt, like anything else. But they were like, uh, you know, have you had anybody uh, that you know of as a white person in, in that you can remember in in any kind of recent history that has said something to you that's been really overtly racist or 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 as somebody that you have looked at and thought, you know, that that, that uh, they were, you know, trying to slip one into the conversation, slip, so, you know, like a, something, you know, like the N word or something into a conversation to see if you would react in a positive way to their, you know, to their uh, point of view. And I honestly said, no, I, I have not. And in I I can't remember. And maybe it's just the you know, socioeconomics or whatever. Maybe I'm hanging out with a lot of people that um, just, you know, I, for whatever reason. Um, don't think that way or don't act that way or, or maybe they're if they are a white racist or something like that that they're hiding it or, I, or they know me that um they're not saying it but um i was like no no i, I really haven't uh, you know uh, which makes me feel you know the, the takeaway that conversation with that guy was you know i said i feel um and he kind of agreed. I feel kind of positive about the idea that I don't hear a lot of it, uh, or, or I don't hear any of it actually. So um, this this notion that there's a bunch of people plotting against another group, maybe there are, but um, I, I don't. I guess I, I haven't ran across them in the, in, in, in the Midwest. I haven't ran across them. I don't necessarily know of anyone directly. I mean, I, I've peripherally heard some of the guys that I work with may be overtly racist in that they will use the N-word or believe certain things, but not necessarily that they're proactively going after a group, but they so for the most part, anything I hear would be more implicit bias, which I experience as well. Um, it, again, it's not necessarily, I'm not going to take it out, but I will have thoughts in my head and I go like, and I think to myself, oh my God, thank goodness I'm not uneducated and racist because if I were, wow, I would believe what I believe other people to believe that I think people kind of awful shit. Yeah. We, 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 this got brought up. We were actually, the reason we, we ended up on this conversation because we were talking about uh, the uh, new Dave Chappelle thing that's on that's on. I haven't watched it, the Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. Which is the very politically incorrect and kind of addressing that. And he basically has decided, the way it, seem, it would seem to me, that uh, I think he's just decided, you know, uh, he's just, fuck you. I'm, he goes, uh, he's just decided he's, he's going to talk about uh, whatever he feels is comedic and if you're in some group that uh, is uh, offended uh, fuck yourself is what he's basically uh, 
that's where he went with this. And I got to tell you, it was that this is the. I've watched a lot of comedy. Uh, I, I tried to watch a lot of comedy. This is uh, for an hour of comedy. I laughed more out loud at this than anything I have laughed at in a long, long time. And, hmm. uh, okay. and it just, made, it, like 10 years. Did it's it just been, come out like uh, earlier this past week? Yeah, it's, it's been out just this week. And okay. uh, yeah. and yeah, he, he, he nails it. He, and okay, so I, I knew it wouldn't take long. First of all, Vice came out and they were like, don't, don't anybody watch this because, you know, it's, it's it's you know whatever it's well uh, so when you say vice came out well like one person that was writing for vice came it just happened to be on vice is that what we're talking about here uh vice one of their on staff people that writes opinion pieces for vice uh, whoever that is now I'm, um, I'm looking it up right now because yeah, i'm curious yeah just i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah well so, here yeah yeah here's skip, they, you can definitely skip dave Chappelle's new netflix special sticks and stones comedian doubles down on misogyny and transphobia in both the special and the hidden bonuses scene that follows wow but see he makes here's here's the thing about this uh i don't he, care what i'm not saying wow to what he talks about i'm saying wow to this article taylor yeah. haas king is the person august 26 2019 at 9 32 p.m mm-hmm. he makes fun of literally there is there's a joke in there a disparaging joke in 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 the in the act about uh yeah certainly about the whole lgbtq thing he he, you know goes goes into that for sure but um you know he makes fun of of black people white people uh you know he 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 makes fun of a lot you know a lot of people just that there are certain groups um, that feel like uh, you you can't joke about this group ever about anything. There's there's no joke that's 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 you know that should be said out loud, and uh, he's just like go fuck yourself. I'm I'm just going to do it. He he does uh, he, he hits a Louis C.K. thing in there that's hilarious, and uh, um, I I really believe that with what he's done here, I think it's it's uh, it's a uh, I, I would call it a seminal sort of moment in comedy in that I believe there's going to be a bunch of comedians now they're going to look at it and realize how smartly he did it and uh, th- there there are going to be more comedians that um, are going to probably be willing to die on that hill a little bit where they're going to be like you know what I can, I can tell jokes about certain things that, that you know they whatever you want to call it politically correct the 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 people that are easily hurt by whatever we've got this notion now that there there's a lot of things that we can't talk about whether it's race or whether it's uh, you know um, sexual orientation or religion or uh, you know these different these different things that have become verboten i think that there are going to be more more comedians now rightly so I'm, I'm, that are just going to say you know i'm, I'm just going to go ahead and do my bit and, and um they're they're going to be willing to die on that hill, and I and I and I also think that the the battle that we're talking about with with all of that is going to become uh, more of a, a, a notion where there's going to be a lot of people that uh, are just going to be like whatever you know it, 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 this is so I'm it's not, I'm val- of, it's not valid. I'm kind of glancing at this and and I'm trying to get my head around some of it. I have of course I haven't watched the special and I will watch it and I have homework to do and we can discuss it and I don't want to discuss it ad nauseum and I don't want to kind of you know 
pull the comedy away from it and make it social commentary. Because you know, I, I think I've told you, it's for me, it's not about politically correct. When you're when talking about things with regular people, depending on who you talk about it, I think it's be, be mindful of how you're talking about it. Like I like to use the word mindful so that I don't actually have to be mindful. I can just pretend that I'm being mindful. <laughs> um, I'm being mindful of being mindful. Um, but anyway, uh, anyway, there, there's some stuff at the end of this called the punchline, and he talks about. Uh, apparently, he must have talked about uh, doing a stand-up, uh, uh, you know, uh, a practice set in San Francisco. And, yeah, uh, the end of it. Got yeah. up and and uh, she. Uh, she walks out telling him, I'm sorry, I was raped. And now I don't know what his joke was leading up to that. He said, it's not it's not your fault you were raped, but it's not my fault either. Ta-ta, bitch. Now, again, it's one of these weird things where it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, and I'm, I don't, I just feel like if you happen to, again, that woman is entitled to go to any fucking comedy show she wants to go to. Yes. Anyone whatsoever. However, if you go into a Dave Chappelle comedy show um, or a known comic who will do uh, certain material, you might not want to go if you're triggered by things, right? I mean, again, I'm not saying it's just a tough spot to be in. I can't even imagine what that woman went through. And I'm not saying she should never go to a comedy show. I will watch that and see what I think of that. You know, I'm, I'm real curious how things are going to go with Eddie Murphy, with his deal with um, Netflix. Will they put on Delirious? Will they put on, what's the other one? Um, the one uh, after that. Yeah, uh, I don't Delirious was, was the first one, I think. I don't know if that was the red leather outfit or the purple outfit. And uh, Delirious was the red leather, I believe. Yeah. Red leather, one of them. And then the other one was uh, Raw. And so Eddie Murphy Raw and uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. And, and he, he does a whole thing about... Uh, was it the honeymooners by uh, Norton and Ralph Cramden being gay? Yeah, and gay sex. Right. He also right, right. does a thing about in San Francisco about like with the pull over, pull over. Like I haven't seen it in forever, but you know. And you, I wonder. I'm curious how those might play today. Like, is it nostalgic? And I'll find it amusing because I watched that when I was like in high school and my late, you know, like and early twenties. Or will I just be like, eh, it's not that funny. It doesn't play. Yeah, and I it's think like, okay, you know, but I wonder if 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 a new generation will just be triggered and be like none of that's funny. Yeah. So there's another comedian, a guy named Owen Benjamin who uh has I, I don't know if it's still up, uh, but he, uh, I ran into something. I, he's, he's an odd duck, Owen Benjamin, because he's, uh, he's kind of a, well, he's, I would call him very much a right wing kind of, uh, of dude. And he's trying to really go after, uh, on his social media, he tries to really go after, after the, what, you know, he sees as being the, you know, the extreme left. And he's very argumentative, uh, very caustic. Um, and, um, the, as a comedian, I've seen his show before. I've seen it, and uh, yeah, he's he's a funny comedian. He's he's not uh, what I would call at the Chappelle level. He did a bit that he uh, just had put on uh, uh, back onto social media onto Twitter. He had a link to it that was uh, kind of similar to what this uh, uh, Chappelle does this LGBT thing where he kind of goes down the letters and breaks out uh, what the differences are between the the letters, and um, they they both have the same premise. 
uh, Owen Benjamin was trying to say, hey, who did the bit, who did the bit better? Um, he's not saying he, it was like a joke thief kind of thing, but he's just saying I had a, a similar idea and watch my thing and, and um, which one which one do you think is better? So I watched the Owen Benjamin thing and I didn't think. Well, I'm going to tell you, Chappelle's is hands down better. And the reason Chappelle's is hands down better is because he, uh, I, I think he's, uh, I don't know, even though he's he's um, joking about a certain age or, or certain, uh, uh, a certain group of people that doesn't want to be joked about in any fashion, apparently, um, his stuff is, I think, more thoughtfully done. His, the way he acts out the different characters and the, the things that are going on with the characters, I think it was funnier than Owen Ben. Benjamin's. So, um, I, so I, I, I didn't know anything about Owen, Owen Benjamin. I'm looking him up now. And it, it is, it, it's, this is now this is Wikipedia, so it could be anything, especially with a guy like this, because people will probably change his Wikipedia on a daily basis, because I'm sure he has a lot of people that do not like him. Oh, yeah. Uh, American comedian, actor, and alt-right political commentator. Right. He's been criticized for making in, uh, intentionally offensive statements and expressing anti-Semitic and anti-LGBT views. Yes. Um, blah, blah, blah. Falsehoods and controversial opinions. Uh, comedy influenced by and criticized because of his, uh, his conservative views. So, in other words, uh, yeah, that he's not going to have a lot of fans because of his um, his slant, his yeah. belief system. Yeah. Right? So, when uh, I first started, when I first saw him, saw his act, when I first saw him, I don't know, like two, three years ago, um, there wasn't any hint of this, uh, y y what they just described, the, the, you know, the alt-right thing. Um, he, at some point, decided that he was going to run with that kind of angle. That, and I, you know, he just to be really politically incorrect and say things about, you know, you know again, the, well, they mentioned the anti-Semitic thing, the Jewish people. There's another group of people that, you know, it's mm -hmm. like anything you joke about with them almost now is um, you know you can't you can't tell the joke right so okay so so this is where i'm getting a little bit like again i'm looking at wikipedia i don't necessarily believe or know that any of this is true it may be based on something he said that was an over-the-top joke about something but i'm not sure so it says benjamin believes that the transgender rights movement is part of a eugenics program funded by bill gates to lower the world population okay he, okay he might i, I don't know i'm not sure if he does if so, that's a little nutty. Benjamin yeah. has accused Jesse Thorne, don't know who Jesse Thorne is, of being a child molester for having a transgender child. Again, I don't know who Jesse Thorne is, don't know how old Jesse Thorne's quote-unquote transgender child is. I've also heard recently from someone I work with when talking about transgender rights and this and that, um, the guy that I worked with said that uh, apparently Gwyneth Paltrow has a child who is non-binary or transgender, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that. I was going to look into it because I'm curious. I want to know where it came from. And just out of curiosity more than anything else, right? I, so I did read a little bit about the thing that you're that you're referencing with the transgender child. I know that Owen Benjamin uh, has spoken out vehemently about the idea that in, in this in California, I guess, has uh, been something that's happened at least a few times. I think a lot of times these these cases get reported and uh, people get uh, crazy about them because they think it's happening a lot. But um, I, I think it's probably something that's only happened a time or two. Maybe. Maybe uh, even, but the, what he got really 
uh, overblown and excited about. And I think this is where the his initial trigger happened, where he he went batshit crazy and and started uh, becoming this alt right sort of figure. But what um, what he was going off about was there's a, a, apparently a this person you you mentioned, uh, whatever that name was. And I don't know who that Jesse is. Jesse Thorne. Jesse Thorne. I, I don't want to click on the. I don't want yeah, to go into a rabbit hole. I, I wouldn't either. But apparently Jesse Thorne had a child that um, as as you know we're hearing a lot about where ch- children are are um there's there's a sexuality uh question at, at an early age where the where they the, the kid expresses a desire you know that um they're either um yeah they, they don't know they're they're just at an early age and they they, they feel like there's they're they're not uh, going to uh go down the 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 path of being a, a, a straight person sexual sexually and so the parents in in california in some cases immediately are saying okay when these kids are, are like less than 10 years old they're saying okay let's do a gender reassignment and start um treating them with hormones and things like that and that's actually we, well, happened yeah so at less than 10 years old now what what science tells us and i've read about this quite a bit um uh science tells us that most kids that are less than 10 years old actually that are even into into their uh teen years if they uh, get into a a situation where um a kid a boy is for instance if the boy's dressing up as a girl and feels like you know he feels feminine is wearing dresses and that sort of thing most of those kids like 90 plus percent of them um they're not wanting to reassign their gender if they get older what actually is going on is they're just gay they're just gay Uh, and, it's, uh, a, it's a good possibility. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. I, and so he yeah. was losing. He was losing his mind. Oh, and Benjamin was losing his mind because he's like these fuckers are doing these things medically to these kids okay. that should be in his mind. He thought should have been illegal. And and so I don't. Again, I don't know Jesse Thorne. I don't know what this Me, Jesse yeah. Thorne has has or has not done medically to their child. I don't know what doctors practicing would fucking give uh, a child under the age of ten fucking. You know what I mean? Like hormones. Hormones, yeah. right? To that, like testosterone or estrogen, unless it was medically necessary because they were not producing enough and it was impacting yeah, them. Right, so, right, right. So again, I. <laughs> I've never taken taken a medical class, a biology, maybe one biology class in college. No, not even. And and I'm, I want to say I don't know, but but so and if lawmakers were to talk about that and to go after the doctors that were doing this, because whatever Owen Benjamin is doing or saying, if he's talking about one person or two or three, four people, what are we really talking about here? What is the percentage? Why is this happening? Yes, this person is the maybe the parent of this child. And again, don't know Jesse Thorne, don't know the child, don't know what Jesse Thorne did or did not do right in with their children at whatever age. So, so it's like you're this is a really challenging place to be because i i completely empathize with any parent or child a child that is feeling a certain way and and feels that they are uh, i am not supposed to be a boy i need to be a girl i want to be a girl you know fine there were girls that were younger that became quote-unquote tomboys a lot of that Mm -hmm. was cultural right whether it's sports riding bmx bikes you know playing in the dirt And, and a lot of times that may have happened but they were still straight or you know or this person was they liked playing with dolls and they right. were doing hair and they were gay right 
right? Because, but who knows how that all works, how the brain works, what's biological, you know? So, it, and, and I sort of look at it this way in terms of identifying. If you identify as a female, you're a boy, you identify as a female, and you're, you're in elementary school. It's great if you can just, okay, maybe they dress a certain way, they're very feminine, and the other kids accept it. Well, that's a vacuum. And if you live in, you know, and what happens, the culture will shift a little bit, but it won't shift completely. And the people that don't like that and or don't believe in it and think you're going against God can be extreme. Yeah, and, uh, yeah now there's you're no doubt. Like, all right, so like if you think about, and I talked about this a few weeks ago um, when Ellen DeGeneres came out of the closet in like 98, 99, whatever year it was, and she became the poster girl, poster woman for gay rights. She didn't choose to do that. She didn't raise her hand and say, pick me. She had a TV show on ABC, and that show, even though the ratings were fairly good, went away, and she didn't work for a little while. And that blew my mind. That was only 20 years ago. And then and then I remember on NPR not so long ago, I heard the story about Matthew Shepard. Remember that kid that was, like, beaten to death, the, the young In Wyoming, kid? yeah. Yeah, in Wyoming. And you're like, holy fuck. So it happens. What are the numbers? I don't know. But it'd be like, it's crazy that that happened not so long ago, right? And so, you know, I, you know if a transgender woman of a certain age is, is beat up with a very— and they're prostitute. I'm not saying they deserve to be breed up, but, but it's like it's you're sort of putting yourself in harm ways. But if you're just living your life and you're just being, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying by no means is that person, should that person be brutalized, beat up, or killed. But with children, we're dealing with we should protect our children, period. That's it. And, and then I wonder, fuck you, Owen Benjamin, for talking about this about specific people, but maybe this Jesse Thorne has put their, put their own child front and center. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I, really I just a lot don't know, either. like, what, why the fight so much, right? I mean, I struggle with the uh, transgender, uh, not support of it, but like, I don't know. I can't get my head around it, right? Like, I, I don't sexual reassignment surgery. Absolutely not for even a teenager under a certain age, you know. Um, you know, hormones right. under a certain age. No, that seems kind of crazy again, unless it's medically necessary for some reason. Yeah. Well, what the I, fuck do I know? Well, there are some parents, and I'll, I'll use an example. My daughter, Zoe, who's, uh, you know, in eighth grade, she's, uh, She's she's gotten her ears pierced twice, so she's got the double piercings on her ears. So she uh, recently got the idea in in her mind that uh, she should get her ears pierced again, and uh, her mother has uh, told her uh, no. You, you know we're not doing three three ear piercings, and she said, "Well, can I get my nose pierced?" And she's like, "No." Uh, you can't get your nose pierced. You can, you can do that when you're 18. And, she's, right, and sure. so we, we had this big fight over the nose piercing and the uh, triple ear piercing. And her mom's just like, no, you can be, when you're 18, you can do what you want to do. But for now, uh, we're, we're just not going to, you know, no, it's, I know it's, there's a fashion going on and there's, there's girls that do that. There's guys that do that, uh, you know, uh, but there's certain things that you want to wait until you're, uh, you know, you You've just had time for all of the things to work through uh, that need to work through uh, mentally, emotionally, physically in a child's life for something to manifest uh, before you hit adulthood. And that makes you know, the decision uh, the child's later. I think in a lot of cases when you make somebody wait 
when they get to that age, they look at it, the whatever the thing that they wanted to do, and they go, well, "No, nah, I don't want to do that now." Um, but in some cases, you know, it's irreversible. Now, would uh, would your uh, you know getting your ears pierced would that grow back? Uh, sure. Well, getting your nose pierced would could you uh, pull the thing out of your nose at some point and uh, and not have that happen? Or you know, do, you know, it's going to grow. It's going to grow back together. Yes. Uh, um, and I think we're going to probably, uh, I, I, I'm guessing in uh, 10 or 15 years, you're going to see a lot of people walking around with a little scar on their nose and no earring or no nose ring. Um, possibly. No, I'm sure of it. It's just like guys and guys of the, there was a certain age where every guy was getting, pretty much everybody was getting their ear pierced. I got and, mine pierced. Both, okay. I got my left ear pierced. Two, two holes. I could probably pop something through there, but. I think it's pretty much. Perfect. I'm guessing 90% of those guys don't have an earring anymore. Um, it's been a long time since yeah, I put an earring in there. Yeah, no, and and uh, yeah. I got mine pierced too. And uh, so, um, what was the last time you wore an earring? Jesus, um, or quite a while. 90s, uh, probably. Yeah, I, maybe me, maybe early 90s. 2000. Maybe maybe I don't think I wore any in 2000. I may have popped one in every now and again, just like with my ex-wife, like when we were dating or whatever. Like, hey, look. I had a moment where I, I had a, a moment where I, you know, I get the the left side because I didn't know anybody that was the thing get your left side or, yeah, left or, side or you're right gay if you're right right side you're gay yeah right side you're gay yeah. so I, I got the left side pierced and I had that for quite a while and then um, I had the notion for just I, I was I was like I, I'm either going to quit wearing the left earring or I'm going to get them both pierced I was going to get them both done at one point right. and, did and you? then I, I never did get the other side right. done and then I just I took it out at one point and then it starts to grow back together and I think I you know like I said I maybe waited uh, six months or a year or something like that and put it back in again, I had to push a little too much. Then it was like, all right, that's eh, whatever. You know? When I see a guy my age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, up to like your age, whatever, yeah. know, like pushing 70, I think to myself, like they've got that, even if it's just a very subtle little diamond stud in there, you know? Right. I'm like, I'm like, can we, like you know who wears an earring? I, 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 at least I, I've known him to wear an earring uh, is Harrison Ford. Yeah, he does. Ford. He does. He yeah. may still have it, and he does. I think he does the same. And every time I see a picture of him wearing an earring, I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, whatever. If Harrison Ford wants to wear a fucking earring. Yeah, he's fucking Han Solo. Yeah, let him wear a fucking earring. But it's weird. I think you know. Me. Yeah, I, I I agree. I'd say it, if you want to, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's he, he's, you know, I, anybody. If you want to be Johnny Depp, you want to be you know dress up like a pirate and you know <laughs> run around when you're fifty five years old. That's great. You know, it's, yeah. but it's, if it works for you, if you can get through life, uh, you know, and, you know, support your yourself and your family and and, and still do I just that. Googled, I just googled <laughs> Harrison Ford earring. Google Harrison Ford earring is pretty damn funny. I gotta look at this. It's funny. It's just like a little, little tiny, little ear. It's so yes, silly. yeah, okay, it's yeah. Just <laughs> it's just, and it looks out of context, aren't it? I, I mean, his, he's even wearing a hoop earring. <laughs> yeah, it looks out of context to me. I don't know. It, it just, just does. Like, yeah, so. But but, weird. but whatever. I mean, that's fine. So. um the book i was thinking about the book about the john craig book I, I, okay so oh yeah the book the book which book oh yeah here's where i'm with it okay so the i, I talked about the four hour relationship um and i don't think we i i have a feeling we're, we're going to get sued by uh by tim ferris and if there's anybody in the world i would like to i think if i if i going back to the fight club thing we talked about last show um if there's anybody i could fight anybody he'd kick my ass i, I would like to fight tim ferris uh, <laughs> 
Uh, that guy just bugs the shit out of me, but um, I do listen yeah, to his podcast. Yeah, no, I've occasionally. not listened to him enough. I listen to him some, but he does bug me. He's, he's too fucking analytical. But uh, anyway, um, so with the four-hour relationship, I don't think it's going to work. But I think if we had, uh, if we, there's a lot of people talking now. There's a lot of buzz about uh, um, time-restricted eating. So I think we could do um, time-restricted dating, maybe is what it could be called. Time-restricted dating. So the idea is um, there's 24 hours in the day. Uh, John, uh, for 20 uh, hours, right. 20 hours he's, he's by himself, and then he's got a four-hour window uh-huh. intermittent <laughs> intermittent fasting intermittent, intermittent dating intermittent dating Inter- mm-hmm. yes Inter- intermittent relationships or yeah intermittent time restricted dating it might i, it, I think it's as uh, could work for a lot of people there's uh they're the same idea it's just the exact Listen, same I, idea. I i've been thinking about it a lot not as you sort of lay it out with the four-hour relationship but i'm like i'm like this might actually work for this reason the distance the limited time Etc. So, I mean, I am gonna, I am gonna see her this weekend. I'm planning on it. Um, you got the long weekend, so you're you're off work for uh, tell when when do, when do uh, the, the the celebrities who are doing TV shows when do they go back to? Do they have a this is like extended throwdown for them for the for the holiday weekend? Or oh no, I mean, I mean, it's most of the unions just um, Monday Labor Day is a is a union holiday for most, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't shoot during that period. So um, we we finished last night at around eleven fifteen p.m. Well, that's when camera wrapped. But by the time I got out of there, it was like uh, about a quarter to one, which was really early for a Friday night for us. Like really early. I mean, you know, every week prior to that, I'd been getting home somewhere between three thirty in the morning and like seven in the morning. So, I mean, this is great right now. I'm, I'm going on like four hours and 37 minutes sleep. That's amazing. Not enough, but it's great. It is not enough. Now, no. Do you feel that that, that – okay, you're doing this limited sleep thing, and, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, y- you're – you're in the declining years. We've we've talked about that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> your shit's sagging. Your man boobs are happening. Uh, do you, do you ever just like you're in a sitting around with uh, family when you do get home and you're uh, talking to Cameron and all of a sudden you just dozing <laughs> off, and just not yeah, off. So not exactly. Um, I don't talk to Cameron. That's my son. He's 17. Why would I talk to him? I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, so, uh, so I worked, like, remember I told you last week, not not this past week, but the week before, I worked an 80-hour week, an 81-hour week. That was crazy because there's 120 hours in a five-day period, right? So that left, you know. 40 hours. Yeah, 40 hours divided by five, pretty much eight hours a day. That doesn't include the travel time when I wasn't on the clock. Right, and so that that's a very limited amount of time for sleep. So, um, I uh, this this week wasn't as bad. I finished on midnight, like no, no, no. I finished around eleven fifteen, eleven thirty on uh, Thursday night. Now, Kylie, my daughter, fifteen, was in Florida visiting her former in laws. Okay, and so she was getting home to uh, Newark Airport, flying into Newark Airport, scheduled to arrive at about 1 a.m. So I was like, this might time out. Like, I contacted her mom, my ex-wife, and said, Andrea, are you picking up Kylie at the airport? Yes. Cool. I am going to go to Staten Island, drop off my van, and I'm going to take an Uber 
to the airport um, just so I can kind of see Kylie. I haven't seen her in a week, and I want to see Kylie, and then I'm going to come home with you guys, and then I'm going to pick up my personal car and drive back to Staten Island. So it was so much like energy of us like oh, this is crazy but i don't have to be at work until 10 30 the next morning so i have a little bit of time i'll still be able to get my four hours and two minutes of sleep and so i i was fine in the uber airport fine in the car for the first 20, 15 minutes i was fine kylie was telling her stories about being in florida i passed out and i don't even remember because it's so rare that i'm actually sitting in a car as a passenger. Mm-hmm. And so Kylie must have just been talking about the trip with her mom. And I just, next thing you know, we were at the house. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and so. Did you fake it? Like you were there the whole time listening? No, I didn't even pretend. I was like, holy shit. I didn't know where I was. I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, <laughs> so uh-huh. I just got up. I was like, I, I gave Kylie a hug and kiss, thanked Andrea. And then I got my car because the, the job is ending in, in two weeks. I think our last day of shooting is September 11th. And so I'll probably return the van on September 12th. And so at least if I have my car on Staten Island, when I return the, the van to Queens, I'm going to be in a much better spot. Like I'm going to, the logistics of like getting my personal car, right? Cause mm-hmm. I'm not going to end up on a job the next day. And even if I do, I'm going to have to rent a new van or do something else, you know? So, so again, it was like, that was a, a like, you know, it, but I was glad that I did that because, you know, I have, I've had weekends where I went to visit the woman that I'm seeing now up in Connecticut and I've gotten home at like six o'clock in the morning slept for like an hour and 15 minutes, gone out to breakfast with my kids, driven them to work, gotten in my car, driven two and a half, three hours to see the, this woman spent the night, came back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I can fucking take an Uber and meet my daughter. And you know what I mean? Like I, I'm more mindful of my time and how I use it because of the number of hours I work. I'm fine with those hours. I'm fine if I'm not as productive as I'd like to be because I'm a lot of downtime. Um, and because I'm because I'm being fairly well compensated for those hours is when I have my quote unquote free time. There's not a lot of time in the day to get stuff done before you know it. It's Labor Day weekend. I've got to go back to work on Tuesday and our call time I think it's 6.30 in the morning, but I looked at the back of that call sheet, and it looks like the actor that I normally drive has to be picked up at 10 to 5 in the morning on Tuesday. And what's really bad about Monday, Labor Day? Traffic. So wherever I end up being on Monday, I'm going to have to get back. And if I'm up in Connecticut, it's going to... I might be sitting in traffic for five hours. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and and we, I, being a Midwesterner, I you know, I and I've lived in and I've lived in Los Angeles. I've, I've lived in some you know larger areas, uh, but you know, right now uh, I've I've been out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, here long enough that I have gotten used to the, uh, the to just the the flow of the Midwest, and you know, the, the people occasionally will you hear somebody say something about you know traffic, and it's like, and I always think you know, fuck you, you know, you you can get anywhere you want to go pretty much in the same amount of time even if there is an accident or something there's we don't have traffic and it became really apparent to me when we we're on vacation out east it's like you get to uh, a certain 
proximity to the coast. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, we weren't right by, like we weren't right by Boston, we weren't right by New York, whatever. But when you get within a certain proximity, it's like everything starts to get more congested. There's, there's, you know, there's just so many more people living along coastal regions in the United States, whether that's big towns or not, that it's it's just really, uh, it's a bigger, it's a bigger issue. It's, uh, (laughs) it pissed me off. I was like, what the fuck? Get out of my way. You know, it's like, uh, and then I would have to tell myself to chill. I was in, although I'm, God, I got to tell you, you talk about getting older and 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 taking naps. I've been okay. It's we've been back from uh, from our vacation thing for more than a week now, and I I just now sort of feel like I'm I'm catching up. And uh, I don't think I I slept real great a lot of nights. You're in a strange location and something like that. I'm, I'm in a vehicle for. Uh, I'm in a vehicle for eight days with with three women. Uh, my well, my daughters, but you know, were you on still, the same cycle? Uh, man, I'll tell you, it's like you know you. There's there's a whole there's a whole you know there's a whole reckoning that goes on with you know you just people are edgy and you're like I don't I I don't understand it uh, I don't need to understand it I'm just I'm just gonna smile and. And get out of the way a lot of times and uh, so there, there's that whole thing going on and uh sometimes but yeah it's it was, it was just uh, mentally it was it was a whole a whole thing and i i, I caught myself I, a couple times at work this week i would and normally i never get tired of it right. and there was a couple times at work where i just was sitting there and just that thinking god i'm just exhausted i'm just, I just gonna put my head down and go to sleep I, I haven't had that feeling in ages but it's just uh i think it's uh it's the stress from vacation. Vacation pulls it out of you. We need a vacation from vacation. Yeah, we need uh, we need the four hour vacation. The four hour, yes. I think uh, once we get the four hour, if we can master everything in four hours, everything in four hours, there shouldn't you. take. Fuck you, Tim Ferriss. Yes, trademarking four hours, you dick. Yes, we'll, we'll <laughs> I don't even uh, know him at all. I have no idea. I really know <laughs> nothing about him. You ben, know, Owen I, Benjamin says some terrible shit about him, though. I mean, I don't know. I he probably no does. Owen Benjamin wants to kill him. Owen Benjamin used to be funny. He well, he was, and then he just he fucking lost his mind. He he got caught up in this. I I saw um, uh, uh, Rogan uh, interviewed um, um, Pendulette, and uh, Pendulette is he's he's a he's a very astute guy. He he went he went on this uh, little, little soliloquy about. Um, how he he hates teams and he, <laughs> aren't he and Teller a team? Is he talking about sports teams? Rogan, he's just. I think he was talking about the the big, you know, like the idea. He didn't really get into. He was kind of vague, and he didn't get into real specifics about it. But um, he was talking about the the us versus them. You know, whether it's uh, not so much sports, although sports is what what brought it up because he's he's a big dude, and uh, he started talking about the the fact that when he was in high school, he was expected to be you know the center on the on the. You know, right. on the basketball team and all that kind of stuff but uh anyway uh you know just he's right though the the idea that we have these these this team mentality with us a lot of times with politics and, and different things like that and people feel like they've got to pick a side a position a belief and uh, uh fuck everybody that's not you know of that of that mindset and um 
there's it's a grayer i think world than uh, than what a lot of people want to want to agree to and that's kind of what he was saying but he's he's an astute guy about a lot of stuff he's he's uh, yeah. he's thought he's he's a thinker he's thought some stuff out he has also has on that show some very uh some very uh interesting uh uh viewpoints on and uh, first-hand viewpoints on uh the president on donald trump because he spent a lot of time with him yes uh, that's true i've heard him talk about trump yeah because he was he, on he was on celebrity apprentice two two times i guess he was on oh, two yeah, different yeah. seasons he was on the, uh, some sort of yeah the regular season and then like the all-star they bring people back because he was a good guest yeah so he was, was around good, him a lot yeah, yeah. and Contest, um, whatever so he uh, he's got some things to say about him that are uh, I don't know it's in some ways frightens me and in some ways I was like yeah that's kind of what I thought you know it's like it, it, he's not in in his opinion he's he's not um, you know some people like to think that uh, there's a a group of us that are playing checkers and then there's another group of us that uh, uh, that uh, aren't understanding that Trump is playing chess with us and he's he's a, it's a four dimensional chess board that he's got uh, who says own, this I've, I've read it in print before where people think that he's you know he's planning out all these things and he's got this master plot and plan that's going on and um, not so much I don't think so so well have you you see that uh, um, the former uh, Secretary of Defense James Mattis General Mattis um, has written a book and the Atlantic had written an article about it essentially in the questions he will not answer straight up you know specifics about trump but it seems that he is leading in a direction to start to say more specifics about him leading into the election mm-hmm. it, that's what it I, I heard the interview with the author um i mean that the author of the article in the atlantic is the probably atlantic a conservative paper uh, the atlantic? I, I don't know that, i don't know yeah that's, that's, I don't know. see that's the weird thing and and uh um uh, What's his name? Uh, 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 Pendulette went into that a little bit too. He's talking about news and the idea that what you just spoke about was the idea that when you read something, you go, mm, "Should I wait, wait, wait?" You know, you start to question whether it's true or not, or or do you, or you just want to know, is this from some sort of a publication that has a certain angle that they that they're trying to to exact? And so it, you spend more time sometimes just trying to figure out the source and whether you should believe it or not, and it becomes this rabbit hole that you got to jump down to to try to uh, determine what's real and, and what's not and uh, he's basically of the mindset is what he was trying to say was uh, you should just assume that the world actually in his in his opinion the world is is going in the right direction in a lot of cases and uh, um, you don't need as much news as as what uh, a lot of us are, are I, I guess there's a yearning amongst a lot of us to try to get the information and keep up with events and learn the news and figure out who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. And uh, in in his opinion, um, you don't need to go through all of that because the world is actually a pretty good place and it's trending in the right direction. And um, he had he had a quote at the beginning of the show where he said something about um, um, suffering. Um, how did he put that? Um, um, basically, he was saying that suffering is a, is a, a mindset and a choice, and some people enjoy the idea 
that they're suffering and they want to promote the idea that there is suffering 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 going on in the world and if you're not suffering or you're not aware of the suffering if you're not mindful that word you've used a few times on the show if you're not mindful of the suffering if you're not suffering over the mindfulness of others that um, there's something wrong with you and in his opinion bullshit who says this <laughs> Penn Teller, and I believe I, I actually. Oh agree no, no, with no! Him. I listen. I, I, I happen to agree or, with him on that. So, I always want so, to call him Penn Teller. It's Pendulette. I, I, I agree that there is truth in that. You will find that in individuals. You will find, you know, the people who the sky is falling, the sky is only falling. Well, you know what? They fucking they bring it on themselves. A lot of them. They may have had terrible things happen to them, but yes. it, it again, it is on a on a larger scale are there communities that do that are there people that do that possibly is it uh is it contagious i don't know you know i it's there are so many anecdotes to every situation and person like this person's not going to fit that can you talk about i don't know and i don't know the answer i don't know how you deal with these things and i mean i think you start by and what would a lot of us can do is we focus on what we can control ourselves and then we go the next step further and you work on your immediate group, core group of people your 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 family your spouse your blood relatives your children mm -hmm. you don't you can only deal with so much yeah. of your parents because right. you don't lead the relationship with your parents even as they get older you may have to put them in a home you may have to but again it, that's something different but we, you focus on that and if if more people focused on that and did what was right and whatever we might be better i think that most people are decent many we tend I, to I stay in line and follow rules you know you and what ends up happening is when you hear when an owen benjamin type hears about a fucking jack thorne or whatever that fucking guy's name in this and that he gets triggered like all oh, pissed off fucking bullshit blah 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 who knows how much of that is he wants to have a platform and then he's like he took a little bit of a turn and said hey i see something here i was an okay funny stand-up comic but i'm gonna do something here because i really believe this or because it's financially you know in my interest or it just organically happens like I don't want to get. I don't want to get into that narrative. If I, if if I'm not going to be able to pretend to be positive and quote unquote mindful of certain things, just I just don't. And I've said this so many times. Just just don't be a dick. You know what I mean? If someone, you, you know, you should be a dick to them because they were a dick to you. But again, where how are you going to get out of that? What's the point? Why have someone else bring you down? Well, yeah, I I, I, I totally agree with that and. Uh, you see this thing where it gets brought up occasionally where people will say, um, you probably heard this this phrase where they say, don't be on the wrong side of history. Don't be on the wrong side of this issue. Yeah, don't, don't, and I don't know, I think that's kind of bullshit because I don't think there is a black and white in a lot of cases. I think there's, there's a gray area with a lot of things. Um, the idea that uh, some people have that there's, that they've got this notion that there's, there, there's, three groups of people that you and you have to be in one of these groups you have to either there's the oppressed there's the oppressors or there's the champion of the oppressed and that's not actually the way the world truly shakes out you may not be any one part of any of those things you may be the observer of all of this and you're trying to figure it out by doing the right thing by being a good person and um, you may not have have you have had everything figured out yet, and you're just you know trying trying to do the right thing. 
live live a good life, like you were saying, and and that's good enough. You don't have to be Owen Benjamin, uh, who's uh, I guess feeling like he's the champion of the oppressed, or it's just it's too much work. It's uh, and the world generally, I think, like you said, there's good people doing good things, and it's a good place to be. I drove around the United States, like I said, um, when I was on vacation, it was like five, I was like, God damn, this is it's a pretty great place. I, I wasn't getting the feeling like this was some big oppressed down place where the you know it's falling apart it didn't look like it was falling apart to me it looks like uh, we've got our shit together america <laughs> that's just me that's right yeah. trump 2020 let's keep <laughs> our shit together <laughs> i think we could do it with a with a with a committee uh, in charge <laughs> I, I don't know that's i don't know if, if we do it with a committee uh, in, uh, in, 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 you know, and in, in keep things, I wanted to be a guy named Charles, and I want him to be in Charles, in charge. <laughs> it sucks. I'm so lame. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. There are two people in the world, uh, Colin. There are those who are right and those who are wrong. And you and I, we are good people, and we are right. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.